Today's episode of the Big Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. You know, a new set of windows or a new door can do a lot of things, right? First of all, it can change the look and the feeling and the vibe of your home. Plus, it can do two other pretty important things. It can add value to your home and make your home more energy efficient. Pella checks all those boxes and then some. Pella can provide window and door solutions to any home. Working with the people at Pella, second to none. So now is the time. Turn your window and door remodeling dreams into a reality with Pella. Give them a call, 402-493-1350, or check them out online at PellaOmaha.com. All righty. It is uh, Tuesday morning, uh, July 28th, and I am pumped for for, for you guys to listen to uh, this podcast. Eric Crouch, the man, the myth, the legend. Excluding my dad, Richie Bai, who played for Nebraska in the early 70s, and then the Rude brothers, obviously Bo and Barrett Rude, Eric Crouch is my all-time favorite Husker, period. He's my all-time favorite. Y'all know the credentials, Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, He's a stud, Husker legend, and uh, this is actually the second time I've had Eric on the pod. Uh, We talked in early October when the season was about halfway through, and we had a great chat, went down memory lane with him on a a variety of things, but he's a guy that I I, want to have on as much as possible, but especially kind of considering what's at in, in front of Nebraska football right now, especially at the quarterback spot. I've always found him insightful and interesting and, and obviously wildly qualified to speak on just about anything under the sun regarding Nebraska football and the quarterback position. We had a great conversation. We hit on Adrian Martinez. We hit on Luke McCaffrey. What to do with that quarterback spot, the competition there, uh, what to, you know, how to go about expediting the the chemistry process of this lost time for the quarterbacks and the wide receivers. Um, tons of, of interesting thoughts uh, from from Eric on all those kinds of things, especially with the quarterback battle or competition that, that may or may not be unfolding. Because keep in mind, remember, Eric Crouch had a pretty epic battle with Bobby Newcomb back in the day. He knows what that is like. Bottom line, this is awesome. This is a really, really, really good conversation. I think you're going to enjoy it. So let's get to it. Here is my podcast chat with Heisman Trophy winner, former Husker, Eric Crouch. Well, online now is a uh, is a man that everybody knows, man. He's former Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, for, I should say former Husker and Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, one of my favorite Huskers of all time. He's Eric Crouch. Uh, EC, you're on the road right now on, on, on business. Where are you headed right now? Uh, village of Dorchester, just a little bit uh, southwest of Lincoln. Um, we've got a splash pad project that we did there, and I'm going to go down and uh, service uh, the splash pad, get it all set up. There we go. Uh, the village actually decided to turn their splash pad on a little bit later just because of the pandemic and all the things that were happening. So we're going down to take care of them today. You know, I, it's, I wanted to ask you right out the, right the jump, you know, everyone's experience with this pandemic is, is a, little, a little bit different depending on where you live, what your job is. Taking all of that in consideration, how has the past kind of four months been for you dealing with the pandemic and and, and all that goes with that? You know, um, honestly, it's it's been a, it's been a challenge. But um, you know, if you look at our business and who we work with on a daily basis, it's city parks and school districts. Um, schools were shut down and city parks were shut down, so it was pretty quiet for a little while for us. Uh, we did have quite a bit of work to do, you know, from the previous year. But I would say from a business mentality, we just kind of attack it like the game of football. We just, you know, uh, get as prepared as we can and we go out and, you know, try to, 
you know, knock over the opponent. And I guess the pandemic, like, you know, anything else, uh, we just tried to roll through it, stay positive and, you know, try to continue, you know, as, as much as the same as possible. I mean, obviously we more zoom meetings, more emails, more phone calls, but you know, um, we, we found the bright sides to that. We were able to probably get things to customers a little bit faster. We were spending less time on the road and, and that helps out, you know, cause a lot of what we do is designing and consulting and sales. And, um, so it just, it kind of, it kind of helped us in that regard. So no, I'm, uh, we're doing well, uh, we're staying busy and uh, we're chugging right along. How do you size up the, you know, the million dollar question, really the billion dollar question with the looming big decision on, football and college football getting started with the virus out there. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of seemingly uh, there, there's definitely a roller coaster week to week on, hey, I feel good about the season getting started. And then the next week comes and you go, oh, man, this is going to be a, a, a this. There's no way this is going to happen. Where How do you kind of size it all up, Eric? Yeah, I mean, uh, I've been back and forth. I've kind of thought, man, there's no way football can happen. And then there's days that I go, yeah, we got to have it. There's just no way. I can't see how we can't. And um I think there's a fine line about being safe. Uh, so, you know, taking the precautions and doing everything that I guess the CDC and the state wants you to do. I mean, I'm, I'm in favor of, of taking care of those things so that we can have football. I sure. mean, I just think other sports as well. I mean, you know, uh, there's so much education and, and um, you know, good health benefits from playing sports, uh, life lessons, uh, you know, teammates, uh, you know, exercise, it just goes on and on and on. So, I mean, I definitely want to see football, not just from a fan's perspective, but how I know it can help people in their lives and, and how sports does many great things for people. So I, I, I am pretty optimistic. I, I'm feeling pretty good to hear lately about, you know, having a football season and it's just going to be, you know, the unknown is, you know, how do you, how do you deal with, you know, when somebody on your team uh, tests positive right. or somebody else was positive, you just got to kind of trace the, you know, go back and do the best job you can of tracing the issues and and then um, make sure everybody's safe and hopefully you're able to keep your team moving along. I thought Frost made a good point, Eric, uh, about a month ago in kind of pointing out the idea that, listen, that it's not like the virus ceases to exist if football doesn't exist. You know, the virus is still going to be out there and the reality is you could make a case that these players are actually safer playing football because they're in a structured environment where they've got a ton of medical guidelines. They're getting tested regularly. Uh, they also are, have, have motivation to maybe make better decisions socially if you have uh, a season to be played. Uh, I, I think there's just a, there's a lot to consider. I thought Frost made a good point with, with that in, in, uh, about a month ago. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I mean, as, as long as, you know, you're not putting yourself out there in uh, all these uh, unknown places with many, many people, I can see how a locker room uh, could be a safe place. But uh, you really have to be strong and be on the same page with everybody. You got, you know, 200 people that are coming in contact with each other on a daily basis several times throughout the day. And you know, the unfortunate thing is it just takes one person to kind of step outside of that and start doing some things that, you know, puts everybody at risk. And, but I, I think that if, if they want to have this season bad enough, most teams with some great leadership and, you know, coaches that can kind of um, push, push the envelope on that, I think will, will, was really a good, you know, 
good point. And yeah. uh, I can, I can see that some teams would probably abide to that. And there's probably other teams that just won't. And um, really just depends on the makeup and the culture of your program. You know, I want to pick your brain on a bunch of different things from a quarterback standpoint. How hard, you know, losing spring football, having your summer workouts disjointed. Give me a quarterback's perspective is from Martinez or Luke McCaffrey, where you're going to be working with a lot of new receivers. What in particular is the hardest aspect of losing that time in spring ball with the offense and losing the timing of, of all those things from a quarterback standpoint? Well, I think as it's water under the bridge, it's almost like, hey, that plays over. Let's move on to the next. I mean, that's the that's the mentality I would have as a player. I mean, you can't I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. So let's move on. It's like an interception. OK, how do we come back and throw a touchdown and win the game? And I think that it's just to put the work in. And so, you know, quarterbacks are grabbing their receivers and they're, you know, we're, you know, we're actually it's probably a little bit of a motivator. Right. You know, not having spring ball as a player, but hey, we got to jump on this. Like we miss spring ball, let's roll. Right. And um, I think with the leadership and guys grabbing receivers, and you know, they're running backs and they're you know, they're tight ends and and getting everybody together, throwing the ball, doing a little seven on seven sessions here and there, and maybe maybe you spend instead of doing it for thirty minutes, you're 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 doing it for an hour now, and and you're just you're you're picking up time loss. You can't tell me that you know. Like there's other things in your life where, you know, you got behind, but you got caught up. Sure. You know, we can sit there and talk about all kinds of different things. This is just another example of that. So, um, yeah, it's going to take a little bit more time on the field and maybe uh, hit more film and things like that. But I don't think that's going to be a big issue at all. I think the only issue that I saw with missing spring was just the opportunity for coaches to really evaluate players and really put them in some type of a depth chart. That kind of happens a lot in the spring. And, you know, you're probably – 75 to 90% through your, your depth chart. And now they're probably going to have to do quite a bit of evaluation come fall camp. Yeah. And you know, and the good news too, is that everyone's in the same boat. It's not like Nebraska is the only team that has missed spring ball and missed summer workouts, you know? So it's, if you want to look at it from a level playing field standpoint, all, you know, all of the, all college football teams are, are dealing with the same issues. Do you, uh, is there a stupid question here? Is there any way you can speed up or expedite chemistry with a wide receiver? Like anything that you would be looking for where it's like, Hey man, we got to speed date this thing, you know, cause they got the, uh, a, a, you know, it sounds like a big time wide receiver, Omar Manning from junior college coming in. He's a deep threat, big bodied guy, certainly someone that uh, as a quarterback, you'd want to get comfortable with. Is there anything you can do in, in, in speeding up that chemistry process? Film, film, film. Yeah. I mean, there's just so, um, the, the game is, you know, from, from my game, um, the physicality part of it, I think a lot has, uh, transitioned to the understanding and the mental aspect of football. Um, you know, one timing's one thing and physical things are, are, are great, but like, you know, you've got to know your offense. You've got to know the defense. You've got to understand coverages. And I have no idea where their receivers are at with that. But I do know that if, you know, if you, you look at great receivers, they understand coverages. They understand, you know, where the openings are, how defenses roll coverages, what to look for. I mean, I'd be just watch, I'd be watching big 10 film tape after tape after tape and studying everybody's defense 
you know, let's say they're going to, they're going to see a three, four, mostly I'd be all over studying three, four, you know, and, you know, cover twos and, and how people, you know, rotate and what they, how they hide in disguise. I mean, these are things that, you know, you can't get enough of as a receiver and a quarterback. So, you know, the more time that they spend, uh, the lights just start to get brighter and brighter, and that's when those things translate onto the game field, and we get to see those as fans. God, that's so interesting because it's so it's so amazing how I viewed it as you know like getting on the field and throw and playing catch with each other, running routes, all those things. But it's such a good point that it's it, that you know oftentimes it's about film and looking at film and where you're supposed to be on this dig route or where I want you uh, on 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 a shallow cross or whatever the case may be. It's such a good point. When you get to this part of the season, Nick, that's every, it's all it's about. I mean, you've done all the power lifting and the route running on air and seven on seven you can get, you know, you're, you're ready for that, you know, that educational piece. And, you know, guys should have been doing that all summer if they were smart, you know, but because you're not going to go back, you're not going to, I mean, yeah, you might get catch a five, six minutes. If you were struggling with your out route, you're going to grab your receiver and say, Hey man, let's get 10 out routes into the left and the right. Let's get on the same page before we come back out here tomorrow. You know? So like right. you might get a little of that, but it's mostly going to be, Hey, where am I supposed to be when I see a cover three, what kind of a route is going to convert when I, when I go from a three to a two and my quarterback and I have got to be on the same page and we got to see that, you know? Yeah. And so those are the things that make successful, you know, completions versus interceptions, you know, miscommunication, uh, which, you know, we, we've seen in the past. But, you know, when they're victorious, you know, those things look great on, 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 on the field. You know, Eric, I, I, I listened to – so you were on my podcast on October 9th, and I re-listened to it just to kind of go back and, and listen to kind of the things we were talking about. And, and going down memory lane, we talked a lot about you and Bobby Newcomb and the quarterback battle and, and all that. And it's interesting how applicable a lot of those things are to Martinez and maybe now Luke McCaffrey. And with Martinez, there was an interesting quote from Scott Frost a, a couple weeks ago, basically kind of alluding, paraphrasing here, that, that Martinez, once he kind of won the job heading into the second year, he was a little more lax in his preparation how was that for you when you finally won the job? You know, you were in a heated battle every day with Bobby. When you finally won the job, was there a part of you that that wanted to excel and, and exhale and relax? Like, what was that like? Because I was a little surprised to to see that quote, but it kind of made sense with some of the stuff we saw on the field with Martinez. Well, I, I agree with Scott. I, I think that, you know, he's kind of hit that on the head, but, you know, cause we've always wanted to see every year a little bit more and more like we're just, you know, as football players and uh, quarterbacks, you know, in general, it's almost like you want to continue to see improvement time after time, after time, I mean, game after game, play after play, you're just, you're just so caught up with getting better every day. And I think that's the key. Like when you're competing, there is an extra piano on your back and, you know, I remember my whole entire redshirt freshman year, every game, we didn't know who was going to start. I had no clue who was going to start the game until kickoff, wow. you know, and that yeah. was stressful. So yeah. I went a whole entire season living like that. And, um, you know, it was tough. It was difficult. Um, but the following year, I had the same thing. And can you imagine the whole off season and every spring and then my sophomore year, you know, it took until the third game to really be named the starter. So here I went, you know, almost two, you know, seasons of the stress and the, you know, the, 
heartache and the mental pain that you go through, you know, competing on a daily basis. But when the job was mine, it was almost like now I almost looked at it as like, okay, now I really, now, now it's me. It's on me. Right. It, it, now I don't have excuses now. Now I'm the starter. Like this thing is on me. So like I always lived like I was competing still because I knew like, I knew like if you didn't perform, you're the next guy's up. That's how I got in. Right. That's how, that's how Bobby's deal and mine went down. You, you don't perform the next guy's in. And I knew that. And that's kind of how I, you know, took my approach every day is that like, I know I had talented guys around me that could do this. So I had to, I had to perform and I had to do it at a high level. And, and, um, I, I think that with Martinez, I think they've just, you know, it's been his job and I don't know, you know, they're pushing him. He's, he's very talented. And I think it would help to get some, some big time players around him as well. So, I mean, you know, that, that also can hurt when you don't have the surrounding cast that you need. Uh, you know, he was struggling with getting snaps back to him. So I understand this isn't all on, this isn't all on Martinez. He needs to get some guys that can go out and make big plays, make people miss got to get the line got to get the center to snap on the ball i mean these are some basic concepts we're talking about this isn't like high level thinking here it's just kind of the basics and i think once they get down i mean the guy's gonna be a superstar right yeah you know i because I, I totally agree with you when you when you look at martinez last year and it, i think you can make the case that there were some things that that got worse around him and while all that was happening the pressure went up on him you know, so I mean, you lose Stanley Morgan. Maurice Washington was was kind of in and out. Mills didn't come on until late. You brought up the high snaps, uh, and then oh, by the way, he's dealing with some injuries at the same time. And and that's the beauty of football, Eric, is like it takes all eleven dudes. You know, for as good as certain guys can be, for as good as you were, you still needed all your teammates to do their jobs for you to go flourish. So. I, I certainly I think we all could see that Martinez, you know, he wasn't the same player we saw as a freshman. Uh, but I think we all can understand maybe some different things that were working against him around him when when you when you turn on the games on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. I mean, if you think about uh, you know, just the mindset behind that scenario where you have you had some guys to kind of dish the ball to. You had some running backs, some big time receivers. Like, you got help. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he felt like, oh man, this is this is kind of on me now. Like, I've got to really, really win games for us. I got to make plays. It's really just me. It's, and I think that maybe that was a little bit of the wrong mentality to take versus like, okay. I've got to get the balls of these guys. I've got to manage. I've got to manage. I've got to put our team in some really good situations. Take the easy throws. Don't try to make the big plays. I don't need a touchdown or a 30-yard gain every time. I just need to chop out some small yardages and drive the ball and keep us alive. Right. And I think that sometimes I felt like he was really trying and thinking in his head like like maybe that's what he was thinking like we were, I'm talking about it. Maybe the media was talking about it. Maybe the team was talking about it, that there was like not as enough help, yeah. not enough help for him. And so that stuff starts to take aware on your body and your mentality and the way you come to prepare for the games, the way you show up to practice. And, and that can be really tough and really, 
really debilitating for a young quarterback. And so um, I, and you've seen the, you know, you've seen the push to get receivers in here. No I mean, doubt. that's a hot topic. So totally. I mean, we, we, there's the weakness. And so um, if they're going to throw the ball around like that, like they, like Scott did when, that, when he's down at, uh, at UCF, like, yeah, we need some guys. Sure. Hey guys, quick break to talk to you guys about Pella windows and doors. And uh, I, I want to, Make sure that you guys understand that Pella Windows of Omaha and Lincoln, they're following CDC guidelines uh, during this coronavirus situation. They can safely serve any of your window and door needs in the showroom or in your home. All the employees at Pella and the customers are completing a COVID-19 questionnaire as provided by the CDC prior to entering the showroom, entering the office, and uh, any uh, potential customer's home and all the employees are required to self-quarantine for a recommended 14 days if uh, that individual comes into contact with someone who's tested positive if they traveled anywhere outside of the omaha lincoln area bottom line they are taking all the necessary precautions to make sure that they are safe and you are safe so you can safely move forward with your window and door needs. And uh, on top of all that, as a result of all this stuff with the coronavirus, uh, Pella is offering temporary special financing options. They are now available. So man, now is the time to take advantage of these special rates and uh, put that value back into your home, and you have that peace of mind knowing that all the necessary safety uh, protocol and precautions have been uh, put into place by Pella, so you know the whole time you can feel safe. Give Pella a call, 402-493-1350, or check them out online at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. You know, the one, what are the keys to a good, healthy quarterback battle for everyone involved, where it elevates both players, the relationships stay solid in that quarterback room, it doesn't spill over into the team, because that's always, you know, there, it's weird. A, a competition, especially at that quarterback spot, is is good, but if it if it goes on for too long or spills over into some other things, it can also just by the nature of the importance of the position, that can can cause some issues as well. Listen, I don't know how much this is going to be an open competition between Martinez and McCaffrey. It certainly feels like it 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 is, but you've been through it, Eric. What are some keys to making sure that's a healthy situation? Could you imagine when I was. 19 if i would have went up to bobby newcomb and said bobby let's just figure this out now before this whole thing's over with you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna coach each other up we're gonna put everything on the table we're gonna get each other to be the best quarterback leader for this team that we can be right and then and then the last man standing we shake each other's hand and then you got a guy that's gonna back you up i'll back you up you'll back me up okay great boom you shake hands right Mm mm-hmm like, can you imagine if we would have handled that like that at the beginning? Right. Can you imagine any comp- quarterback competition that would start like that? I mean, you wouldn't have guys. I mean, you would have. I mean, if guys were true to their word and they shook your hand, they said, "Okay, this is what we're going to do." Right. Like you would, you would hope that that they would stick to that because any team in college football needs two guys. Every team in college football needs two guys that can do it. Because you're one play away from that knee shot. You're one play away from that torn rotator cuff. You're one play away from that major concussion. You're one, you know what I mean? Yes. That's the way it works. And so, um, I mean, I think if I could go back in time, I could go back 20 years and I knew what I knew now, 
I probably have that conversation right away. Right. But that's a hard one to have, Eric. You know, I mean, it just hey, is. Well, for a 19 year old, you're right. It, well, I mean, well, and because of the nature of the position, let's be honest, for a bunch of defensive linemen in a, in a quote unquote position battle, that's way different than a quarterback because only one quarterback can play. Even though, yeah, you are one play away. Let's be honest, when, when Eric Crouch runs out there, barring any, any sort of injury or you just you know, playing terrible, you're the guy that game. That's not how it is with receivers or D-linemen. You know, you're rotating different guys. So just the nature of the position is different too. So it's, it's hard. I guess that's why I asked the question. Like a quarterback battle is just, it's so, it's, it's so interesting because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, only one dude is going yeah. to be getting the snaps. And you're the guy that the coaches choose is the guy they feel like they believe in. And yeah. you kind of feel like you're not the guy they believe in. Right. And so there is some there's some difficulty that I've been in that position now before. I mean, I wanted to leave Nebraska. Yes. Right. Right. And, and, and it's understandable. Right. You did. I wanted to. Sure. I mean, you know, you, you lose the job. It's just, you know, it's a it's a it's a bad, horrible, nasty feeling. Right. And um and just think about how many quarterbacks every year feel that yeah. every year. Um, it, it's, it's awful. And, but you know what, if, if you can somehow snap out of it and you got some good people around you, you know, sticking with it is the best thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, really hard to hit the easy button. You hit the eject button and you try to make, you try to create the same situation somewhere else. Probably already have the backup position, right? And at some point, you're going to get to play. You know, it might be different if it's two guys at the same age, but you know, you never know. I mean, you never know, man. You never know. I, I mean, never I, know. to your point, I mean, you think back to that the battle when Martinez was a freshman. You know, him and Jebbia were going at it in camp, and Martinez gets named the starter, and Jebbia leaves before the season starts. And while there's an element in me, as you pointed out, like you can wrap your mind around Jebbia going, man, I just got beat out by another freshman. Like I'm out of here. But guess what happened in the first game? Martinez hurt his knee and he then missed a few games. You know what I mean? So then Jebbia could have been in there. So it's it's just a it's such an Jebbia could have made it real hard for Martinez to get that job back. No question. There's no question about it. And so, okay, let's look at it from a cat. Obviously, you've been in the battle, so it's not like you're, you know, we're, we've been kind of viewing it through the lens of, of Martinez. What about through the lens of Luke McCaffrey? What's your approach if you're Luke McCaffrey right now, understanding that, you know, you, you got a few stints here and there last year. You came in, you made some noise, but there's a big difference between running a few plays and being the guy. What's your mm-hmm. approach to winning the job if you're Luke McCaffrey? Well, uh, one, I don't think there's a quarterback controversy down there. So if there were hypothetically, yeah, I would think that Luke should take it as um, a guy that believes in himself and looks at himself as the starter. And if he can do that, be confident, Walk, and almost like walk around, talk to his guys, talk to his coaches. Like he's the starter, a little bit of a, you know, edge, yeah. some confidence, then he's going to be ready, you know, be, be prepared. Like 
you got to approach it like you're the starter. You got to you got to watch film. You got to be at practice. You're going to get your reps as a second quarterback. They're not going to not make sure that a second guy is ready to go. So I mean, you're going to be you're going to get your reps. Maybe it's with the twos, right? Maybe mm-hmm. it's with the twos, but you got to approach it. You got to you got to approach it because there's two things in football. There's there's the way that you play the game during the game. There's also the way that your team kind of sort of wants one guy versus the other. And that shows. Right. You know, so, and you, you can't tell that until the game, until you're in a game. Right. You can't really, but the players know the players know at practice, the players know in the meeting room. And I, and I look, I'm not around enough to know. I think that, you know, they're, 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 you know, they're in for Martinez. I think they support the guy. He's a good leader, but you know, when you get in the game, sometimes things do change. It's just kind of a weird thing. Right. I mean, I don't know how to explain that. Yeah. And you know what's funny is even though my line of questioning here would would make it seem like I I think there's a huge quarterback battle and a huge I I don't I I'm you know gun in my head I think Martinez is the guy I I really do I just think also there's I I just I read that quote from Frost about Martinez being lax in his preparation and all those things like I also think that's a window into Frost maybe kind of looking at this and like you know what maybe we do need to kind of. I don't know, light a fire under Martinez a little bit. Like, hey man, like you you gotta you gotta kinda put the pedal to the metal again and and ratchet this thing back up because there is a guy that's that's nipping at your at, at your heels a little bit. Because there is a we talked about this last time, Eric. There is a fine line where you as a player, you don't it's not good to be constantly looking over your shoulder and worrying about your job. Like at some point you do want to be able to settle in and play through mistakes. You know, Frost has that saying of I have a desire to to succeed with no fear of failure. That I mean, that's an important thing, and it's hard to maybe live that mantra out if you're worried about your job all the time. So it's uh, it's weird. I, I'm, I'm asking all these questions, but at the end of the day, I think Martinez is the guy, and it sounds like you do too. Yeah, I do too, and I, I think that's been kind of all indications that yep. we're hearing. I mean, you can read between the lines, but I've also thought that, you know, um, winning football games is pretty much like uh, your main goal. I mean, you can, you can break things down however you want. Um, but you know, I mean, we're wins and losses. You, you yeah, hear it all right. the time. And, yep. and, uh, you know, right now it's hard for me to say that, you know, that, I mean, it sucks. Look, I mean, it, it sucks having to say things like this because I, I really like, and I really think that Martinez is the guy, mm-hmm. but when you're not winning football games, um, I think there's always an open competition. Totally agree. So I, you know, and maybe, maybe, uh, you know, Scott Frost and those coaches and, and, uh, you know, coach Produsco and, and, you know, maybe even Martinez will disagree with me. Yeah. But I'm, I'm to the fact that, look, this is, this is Nebraska football. Yeah. This is like, should be the highest of the high. And we got to, you know, you got to win football games. Otherwise, you know, all the talks that you have in the locker rooms and, you know, it, it, it's, that, I mean, it doesn't mean a whole lot. Right. Right. No, you're right. I mean, there's a bottom line element to sports and in particular football, like you're either winning or you're losing. And if you're not, if you're losing, you, you always got to be sliding everything under the microscope and having discussions about everything to find a way to win and naturally, that would mean the quarterback position as well. I mean, I think it's all on the table, even though you may feel like 
on paper, this guy's got all the makings and the guy that you want to be the the, the starter or whoever, if, if you're not winning, you have to evaluate everything. You just do. Well, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, and that's the point. The coaches go back and they kind of, they th- you know, you throw your hands up in the air and you slam the playbook down and you're like, what, what needs to change? <laughs> how right. do we, how do we turn this around to, you know, from, from, from losses to wins? Um, and, and football's dynamic. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, it, it starts at, you know, the culture, the recruiting, the, the strength and conditioning, the, the nutrition, the mindset of the team. I mean, your health is the team healthy. Um, you know, the, all those things that, that factor into it, uh, you know, make you think, make you consider making changes at right. any position yep. to make the team better, to have a better outcome to get to a you know winning season to get to a bowl game to get to a champ conference championship then to get to a you know eventually a national championship i mean i think that's that, that's what it's all about yeah and and you know what man i i just eric i look at uh the, sometimes the difference between winning and losing isn't as big as you think it is and sometimes it's about collective confidence and belief and unfortunately, yep. Eric, like every single time Nebraska's been in close games, they've just they've ended up on the wrong side of it. I think they're three and nine in one score games in the in two years, which is the worst record in Power Five. And yep. and, and like I look at a team like Minnesota, and I mean, you remember in in 2018, Nebraska blew the doors off Minnesota, blew the doors off them, and then the next year. Minnesota goes wins eleven games, and if you look at the start of their season, Eric, they won all the, their first three games. They won like at in the last two three minutes of of the game, and they started to kind of believe. So even though you're we're sitting here going, oh, they're throwing the playbook, and they got to evaluate everything at the same time. And I know this might be a Husker Homer talk here. It's like it does kind of feel like they're a play here, a play there, away from all of a sudden that confidence exploding. And then the snowball gets going, and I know that's something that's a little bit different for maybe what you dealt with because when you took over at Nebraska, you know that was a monster, and like there was everything was already kind of in place. But there, there is a reality to that with sports that I think is is going on with Nebraska. Well, it it has to go on. I mean, it, something has to change. Some some belief has to happen. I mean, it's not the same as walking out in the '90s knowing literally knowing you're going to beat them yeah. badly. Right. I mean, that, that's just a simple fact. And so like that whole entire mindset is so different. Like I talked to guys that played before me, you know, the Uyghurs and the, the, the Styes mm-hmm. and, you know, the, just the guys that were on defense, uh, you know, Foreman and these guys. And, and there's a, there's just this confidence in like, you, you know, versus like, I think I might be able to win. I, think we're going to win i want to win versus like yeah we are going to roll these guys um and then you're having i mean the different pep in your step it's a lot more fun Uh, i know where you're going with this it's the psychology of the the mindset the psyche of the team uh is is very very important like i said uh, earlier it's a dynamic sport many many things got to align and i think nebraska is at the point where you know all these things are kind of crossing each other yep and they they really need to start lining up and i think that's why they brought scott frost in totally they they believe that he can get these lined up and there's so many things and he's got a tough job and but you know like i've said many times before uh, to a lot of people that he's the he's he's the best guy to do it yep 
To- totally agree. We'll we'll leave it there, Eric. I know you got a lot of work you got to go do, and and uh, and, and we got to do this again, man. Uh, I'm not. Oh, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on to. bothering you, man. I'm gonna keep on bugging you with text <laughs> messages to come on. Uh, I think the world of you. Uh, best of luck, uh, and uh, we'll catch up soon, my man. Sounds great, Nick. Thank you. All right, my thanks to Pella Windows and Doors. If you're thinking about a new window or a new front door. Now is the perfect time. Give Pella a call at 402-493-1350 or check them out online at PellaOmaha.com. We will see you next time on the Nick Bob Podcast.